Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children, 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio, what is popping? It feels oh. like I do this shit every day. No, John, we do it twice a week, every week for the past three years. Happy T-Lop anniversary to you, oh, John. Oh shit, is it? Yes. Happy T-Lop anniversary. How about this? Check this out. Sometime in 2023, we are going to hit mm -hmm. 365 episodes. Yeah. That means right, somebody every, could listen to an episode a day, every, day, every single day, and never get caught up. Damn. They would have to listen to two episodes mm -hmm. a day, every single day, mm -hmm. and then they could get caught up within that year. That's insane. Within one year. How yeah. crazy is that? Well, you got to think back. How many episodes of those like shows that are famous have? You know, like Friends and all that dumb shit, Seinfeld. Seinfeld and Friends? Yeah, the shit I never watched. Lots. You know what I'm hoping? I'm hoping that we are more like Shit's Creek. Shit's <laughs> Creek didn't become really Brothers famous until and after. Until yeah. after. Well, then we have to stop after season five. No, we're not stopping, John. Oh, if shit. we stopped, people like Lucy the Lender would be so disappointed. Pew, 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 pew. Shout out to Lucy. Shout out Lucy. Hey, how about this swag up on the table for our YouTube viewers? If you're tuned in on Spotify and Apple, we're going to ask you, hey, hop on YouTube, give mm -hmm. us a subscribe, and you can check out the nice swag, I call it. It's actually two small bottles of bourbon. Small bottles. Two branded Lucy the Lender red, almost solo cups. They're not almost, solo yeah, cups yeah, because they're washable. Yeah. Unless you're my granny. She used to wash well, solo you can, cups, if too. If you wash them out quick, you can reuse them. You can't let them sit. Okay. Uh, and then a very nice thank you card. Like an awesome thank really? you card. And for y'all, like, like we, we shout out Lucy all the time. Usually mm -hmm. it's kind of making fun of her because she hates this part of the show. She hates it. Uh, she also hates the fact that she says that she can't listen to us with her kids in the car because sometimes John cusses. That's not true. Never me. Always John. <laughs> but we met Lucy last year at Morgan's Mastermind. Mm -hmm. Got to know her along with, you know, a, a, a handful of other mm -hmm. tea loppers and uh, built a really cool relationship. But she sent us a card. And I'm going to brag on her real quick. Okay. Because we make fun of her enough. Yeah. How about this? Rookie loan originator, 82 transactions closed in 2022. What? 82. You know what her goal is in 2023? 200. 200, John. You, you must have read the card. No, I didn't. That's just the you universe. You must have read I, the card, I, I, yes. You know, uh, that's the yeah. universe. And she sent us an awesome, I call them shopping bags, like a reusable shopping bag. Mm -hmm. But I think she wants you to quit hanging your dirty gym clothes. Oh, is that what that is? On the fence in right, the parking lot. Right. And you can just stuff them in your Lucy the Lender bag. That is awesome. Yeah. So shout out to Lucy. Shout out Thank Lucy. you so much. Thank you, and congratulations. Yes. All right. Do you know what we need? Have you even asked me what's popping or did I just Yeah, I cut did. To but the then chase? I cut. I, you had something, but then I cut you off. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Dio, what's popping? Oh, there you go, John. Thanks for asking. <laughs> I thought you never would. We need a business manager we're there john the we're, time has we, come we are three years into this we are getting ready to do our third of 16 t-lop live events okay buckle up buckle up here we come west palm beach we need to take this out of friend zone yeah we need to make it a serious thing and we're gonna get serious so for anyone and everyone tuning in this is not john and i joking this is actually real life we need somebody who is dynamic. We need somebody who loves John Coleman as much as I do. We need somebody who believes in TLOP more than we do. We need someone who is an entrepreneur, who is a businessman or woman, who is a big thinker, who genuinely likes people, 
and is willing to run through a brick wall because maybe John bet them they couldn't or because I told them there's a $100 bill on the other side of that brick wall and they said, hold my beer and watch this. If you know someone who is like that or you're someone who, who, who is like that, you need to be entrepreneurial. You need to be able to see the big picture. You need to understand that this is a startup company. So you're going to be employee number one of a startup, startup company, company yeah. that comes with its pros and its cons. And maybe one day we'll do a show on the pros and cons of working for a startup. Yeah. The opportunity is limitless. Literally. That ceiling is so freaking high. However, nothing yet is built. There's not any revenue to be had. Hmm. So we are operating on a shoestring budget. But if you're an entrepreneur and if you're a hardcore businessman or woman at heart, mm -hmm. you genuinely like people, mm -hmm. you like to have fun, you like to joke, but at the same time, keep it serious and professional when we need to. If you love T-Lot more than we do, if you would appreciate hanging out with John Coleman, let us know. Raise your hand. Let's start having these conversations now. Yes. So that we can find the right person, not just anybody, just you know, anybody or any person. No, mm. the right person so that we can achieve the things that we set out to do. So maybe that we can make it, quote unquote, big time mm -hmm. before we're Shit's Creek. Yeah. Let's do it a la Friends in Seinfeld, John. <laughs> you know, let's not wait until like we're done and yeah. then all of a sudden people oh, wow. find us and love That's us. That's so cool. Yeah. So. That's what's popping. That's great. But let's get into today's episode. Yeah, what you just said dovetails perfectly into it because what happens when this shit does blow up and you have to manage the success? Yeah, that's a great question. And I know that you posed that question to me. You're like, hey, could we make an episode out of this? Or maybe we could do a, a training video and it'd be our first intentional training mm -hmm. video that we would put on tloponline.com because that's where you find all the best free, mo mostly, sales tools, industry insights, et cetera, mm -hmm. is going to the website, clicking on the sales tools, and then just getting lost, Get lost in the scripts, in the trainings, in the PDFs, in the Excel spreadsheets, and the links to the additional resources that are outside of the, the website in TLOP, right? So it's like, and I'm like, nah, John, we can do this. Like, let's, it won't be a long episode because I have to go to the dentist. I'm getting a new grill made, true story. Let's go. But for those loan officers who have been sludging through, the George Martinez is out there. Mm -hmm. George is a rookie LO with us who's been busting his rear yeah. and just struggling to get something to stick. I understand that he has his first two closings this month. He's going to have three next month. And then when he turns around, it's uh, going to be four or five a month. Holy shit. And here's what's going to happen. George is going to start seeing paychecks he's never seen before. I've never had a check with that many numbers in it before. Yes, or maybe not crooked numbers right you may have had numbers in there but they were like just straight up and down these <laughs> right. now have crooked numbers it's like what do i do well first and foremost and this is going to sound almost asinine that i have to say it don't be an idiot like literally understand that when you are a sales professional a business owner and entrepreneur you must be the most fiscally prudent because your income comes in waves. It doesn't necessarily come consistent. So this is a time for you to very first, make sure you have your six months reserve. That's the first thing you do. Make sure you have it. Then you start looking at debts that you're carrying that you need to get rid of. For me, as a rookie LO, I went $10,000 in credit card debt, right? You could say a rookie commercial realtor or somebody just starting off as a financial advisor or selling life insurance or somebody who just opened up their dream um, uh, 
Asian fusion restaurant, right? Mm -hmm. These are all things that entrepreneurs and salespeople have to do. When you start making the money, you don't start spending it. You typically have to repay what you borrowed from. You have to create or replenish your reserve account. And you need to then create a budget that is based on your average month. Okay, so this is a, a, a sales tactic we teach in coaching with our loan originators where, where I work. And usually it's my business partner, Mike Smalley, who's doing this coaching. And he sits down with every loan originator and he says, okay, I need you to have your stretch number and I need you to have the, oh my God, if I fall below this number, I'm a piece of garbage and I need somebody to kick me in the rear end number. Okay, and then you need to have your consistent average number. So as a loan originator, it may be this. It may be five is my average number, 10 transactions in a month is my BHAG stretch number. And if I ever do less than three transactions, you need to come kick me in the rear end. Like that is a gut check moment. So if I am a mortgage loan originator, my budget may very well be around five loans a month. That doesn't mean I won't have some months where I do seven or nine or even 11, but everything in my lifestyle is around that budget of five, not on the budget of, oh, when I did 10 million or mm, uh, 10 loans that month, right? So when you start making the money, the first thing you have to do is anticipate it's, it's a flash in the pan. This served me so tremendously in my career because I lived through 2007 and 2008. I saw top producers go bankrupt. I saw my managers lose their careers, not their job, their career. Men and women who are making two, three, four, five, six hundred grand a year all of a sudden have no career. Loan officers making two to three hundred grand a year all of a sudden making 60, 70, 80 grand a year. Luckily, I was so young and so new that I had had one breakout year. 2016 was, I'm 16, I wish. <laughs> 2006 was my breakout year. 2006, I closed 100 transactions for $26 million in volume. Mm -hmm. Thank God. The guy's name is Kirk Young with Bar Financial. Thank God I had sat with Kirk, with my wife, by the way, and paid for financial consultation. And Kirk had helped us kind of get on a budget and kind of set us on the right track for saving and investing for the future, retirement, disability insurance, life insurance, 529s for the kids, just the basics. Mm -hmm. And when I made that really good money, what I did with it was six months reserves. What I did with it was pay off the $10,000 in, in credit card debt. Like, that's what I did with it. Did you splurge at all? Did you have a little moment where you're like, ah, let me... Yeah, because you know what? There's a certain point where you do need to reward yourself, right? I rewarded myself with a four-day cruise. I spent five of the $1,000, five grand. Right? Like I didn't go out and, and buy a brand new vehicle, buy a boat, replenish mine and my wife's wardrobe. No, I literally was like, yes, let's celebrate it. I'm sure we went to some concerts that we normally weren't going to. I'm sure that we paid for drinks and appetizers when we went out to dinner and maybe went out to dinner more often. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I'm sure maybe when it came time for my niece and nephew and their birthday, the gift was a little bit better. Like, I'm sure we did things like that. But no, I, I had in the back of my mind that I, you know, had, uh, I needed to save this money because Kirk was going to kick my butt if, <laughs> if I didn't. So the best thing that I did was I did that because when 2007 and 2008 hit, mm -hmm. well, seven, I made enough money to not go in, in debt again. In eight, I had some legal bills I had to pay for. Oh, I had the cash to do it. 
In eight, I had um, not really made any money the first seven months of 2008. I had savings I could live off of. And by the time I was able to get myself pointed in the right direction, because there's a big gut punch for those of us that lived through 2007 and 2008, that by the time I got to uh, the end of eight, beginning of nine, I was pointed in the right direction where um, I didn't have any more money in the bank, but I didn't have any credit card debt. Now all I had to do is make enough money to survive so I didn't go in debt, and then eventually make enough money to survive, replenish my, my funds, and then move on from there. So I think the biggest thing is don't be an idiot. Like we were talking about TV shows earlier, mm -hmm. The Office. That's another TV mm -hmm. show that who knows how many episodes they've had. I mean, the cast of characters changed over a thousand times. Besides like CSI, I can't imagine, you know, someone yeah. that had a, a larger cast of characters. But it's Dwight Schrute on The Office who says something on the lines, I'm going to butcher it. He's like, I look at what, I ask myself, would an idiot do that? And if the answer is yes, I don't do it. Yeah, and it's the same thing goes with, like, your personal finance. Like, you have to ask yourself, was well, that what a moron would do? And if, if it is, then you don't do that mm -hmm. until you get to a point where, you know, you've, you've kind of mastered the basics. Mm -hmm. And then when you are living your lifestyle, you live your lifestyle based on the average month, not No, I'm going to live it like month. I'm closing 50 loans a month. That's my lifestyle forever. Yeah, like, ready, let's, let's use Lucy as an example, right? Lucy closed... 82 loans last year. Lucy is a solid business professional who is who is smart, talented, well-trained. She knows her numbers. She knows how many leads she's generating. She knows her conversion ratio. She knows her average loan size. She knows her commission. She can project out what her income is going to be. Should Lucy go and create a lifestyle on 200 loans closing? No. Her lifestyle should be at a minimum, I know I can make X amount of dollars funding 80 transactions a year. Her lifestyle should probably be somewhere between, I would tell her 80. Like me personally, mm -hmm. it's 80. And then I want to, it's not one of those, well, if I build it, they will come. If I start spending this money, I'll have to go make more money. Right, right. That's right. a crazy predicament. There are some hiring managers out there that- Really? Would, oh, yeah. Well, you can make it back. You're young. You got enough time oh, to make yeah. it back. Oh, I've, I've known hiring managers and business consultants that will teach- let your salesmen and saleswomen go out there and, and make uh, terrible purchasing decisions because that puts their back against the wall and they're going to sell harder because they have, to, they have to afford that lifestyle. That's, I do not buy into that right. philosophy. I don't teach it. I don't coach it. Yeah. Um, I'd rather find someone who has other chips on their shoulder who doesn't need the stress and the burden yeah, like of living up to a certain lifestyle as their means to getting up and doing their job. Right, so to using Lucy as an example to answer the viewer's questions, yeah, I would tell Lucy if she asked me, yeah, create your budget based on you closing any transactions. If you close 200, wow, you doubled your income. What could you do with that, all that money? So the worst it. thing you could do is save it. Uh, oh, what's oh, the worst thing you could do? Oh, well, I'm gonna invest it, I'm gonna put it into a managed account, maybe an ETF, maybe a mutual fund, maybe I call Vanguard or BlackRock. Maybe I reach out to my financial advisor. That's what I do. Like I literally have gone through phases and, and seasons in this industry. My financial advisor's name is Caleb Chapman. Shout out to Caleb. I'll text him and I'll email him. Hey, Caleb, please take another 10 grand out of my bank account. Gosh darn, I'm making too much money. <laughs> yeah. He's like, again? I'm like, yeah, I did it again, Caleb. <laughs> I went out and made way too much money again. Yeah. So I want you to take 10, 10 grand away from me because if I can't see it, I can't spend it. 
So like, this is the advice that I live by. It was taught to me, it's worked really well, and I try to convey to anyone who's willing to listen. Now, I posted about this on LinkedIn the other day. You can take a horse to water, but you can't make them drink, right? That's an old saying. Now, as someone who loves horses, I love horseback riding, and a few times in my life, I get an opportunity to go spend a week out in Montana and Wyoming, and we ride horses all week. I have sat in the most beautiful parts of this country on back of an amazing horse. Stallion. Sun's coming down. Skies are just blue as blue can be. And that horse will not drink any water. Can't. Just won't do it. I'm thirsty. He doesn't care. I made him stand in that, in that river for five minutes. Didn't care to drink. There's also been times when I've been on back of a horse when... Maybe we we're a little bit late getting back. Maybe I was worried it's going to get dark. And that horse got thirsty. And he wanted to drink. I don't care how strong I am and how much I work out and how many Ironmans I can do. <laughs> mm-hmm. I am not lifting that horse's head out of the water mm-hmm. without kicking him, spurring him, at which point he's probably going to try to buck me. Right? So I share that because that's the same thing with coaching human beings. I can lay out all the evidence. I can talk about my success stories or Lucy's success stories, or I could talk about the reverse of a success story, a horror story. But if you're not willing to listen and to put in the discipline that's required, then that's on you, not on me. Let me talk about a couple of horror stories before we kind of- Yeah, let's do uh, This is my favorite part. I've had plenty of people legitimately come to me. Can't work here anymore, Dio. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like you have so much promise, so much potential. Yeah. Can't do it. What do you mean? I'm taking a job at a bank. I'm like, you're leaving us to go be an LO at a bank? No. 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 Someone gave me a job as a private banker. I'm like, private banker's a great career. It's a great career. I I bet they make somewhere between 65 to 84 grand a year. But like, you have to be in the office every day at eight. You can't leave till five. You have to ask permission to take days off, right? You have certain KPIs. Like, Mm -hmm. are you willing to do all of this? He's like, man, it's a guaranteed, it's a guaranteed $5,000 a month plus, plus bonus. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I just can't do it. You know what he couldn't do? He couldn't balance a budget. He couldn't say no. He couldn't say no. He would make 12 grand as an LO, but then it'd be two grand. Then he would make nine grand and then it'd be three grand. Hmm. Okay. His lifestyle only needed him to make $5,000 a month. He was making on average with us 90 grand a year, 90 grand a year with the potential to make easily 160, 180, 200. If he just stuck with it, he couldn't do it. He is now out of the business for, for what? Because he wasn't disciplined enough. And by the way, you know what he had to do? He had to take a job that mandated he come in at a certain time that wouldn't let him leave at three o'clock on a Friday. If he had somewhere he wanted to be. Got to use the hall pass to use the bathroom. Yes. Yes, who forced him to do things like call nights and TPS reports and who knows what else you may <laughs> have to do. to do that. Yeah, so um, it's, it's a very easy solution, but it's a hard decision for people to make. Question for you. So that's uh, a funny question. Um, let's say they have their best month ever. They have all this cash. Would, would you suggest them buying a bunch of stuff using cash or putting it all on credit cards or neither? Like if you wanted to buy something. Like, let's say you wanted to be extravagant and you have a lot of extra money, capital, 
after you have your six months reserve, after you save, after you invest, you have like, I have five grand of cash sitting here that I can just literally blow. Would you suggest using your credit card to spend that money? Or would you say use your money money because once it's gone, it's gone? I feel like you're projecting the years 2024 and John Coleman's yep. seeing some real money. You're damn right. Okay. Yeah. I like that question, yeah, yeah, John. Of course you do. Yeah, yeah. Once we get a business manager, yeah, that's we, what I'm we, saying. We I'm see the bow that. I'm putting on this episode. Yeah, right, right, right now you're working pro bono. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah. Um, yeah, so here's what I would, me personally, yeah, yeah I put everything on a credit card. Everything, I have zero credit card debt at the end of the month because we pay the credit card off in full. There may be months that I owe $11,000 on my visa. Mm. Yeah. And you pay that bitch off every month. Every single month. Yeah, because my season ticket renewal came up at UCF. Mm -hmm. Put that on a credit card. Is there any benefit to just using cash? Like for stuff like no, I want points, homie. Okay. Just... Like if it's if it's if it's Discover card, they give cash back. Right. I use a Delta Amex. I use a. I think it's a Visa. Yeah. I use a Marriott Visa. Mm -hmm. I get one to two paid vacations a year, because I put my whole entire life on a credit card, mm -hmm. and then I pay them off. I put all of our work expenses on the Amex, all of my personal expenses, on on the Visa, and we pay it off in full. But I also follow a budget. I also spend less than I make. And I also save 20% of everything I make. So for me personally, I save 20% of everything I make. My budget is that of a worst case scenario. I never got to truly finish the story of what happened to those top producers and my mentors mm -hmm. and managers, but I learned from them. And the one thing that if someone could take from me that I learned from them, I worked and operated as if every month was the best month ever and I was never gonna see a month like that. Every year was the best year ever, and that was never gonna happen again. This, for me, started in 2010. 2010 was like a breakout year for me from uh, financially, right? I was like, oh my God, oh my God. If there is a God, can you just give me three more years like this? Just three, I'm not being greedy. And every year I asked for three more. And then I got to asking just one more. And then I'm like, holy shit, is this what it's gonna be like the rest of my life? This is freaking amazing. Yeah. Right, and even a year like last year, which like truth be told, it was my worst income year in nine. Right, like I hadn't made that much, that less money in, in a decade. Still a heck of a year, right, I'm not complaining. Right, but it that year was still enough money that I never had to change my lifestyle. My worst income year in nine, I never had to change my lifestyle. How, think about that. I learned that by witnessing my boss's boss's boss is losing their careers. Top producers going bankrupt. So my advice that worked for me is find your average, budget around that, strive for better, set big lofty goals. And yes, when you achieve those goals, celebrate it with a cruise, with a watch. But don't go and just change your lifestyle because you have to prepare for years like 22 and 23. You had to prepare for down months, even bad down seasons. I mean, there was a year that we fired, got fired, or let's call it a, a divorce, our best account. Well, that next 12 months was a kick to the junk in terms of commissions. Now we built it back better. We built it back bigger, but I had to be able to absorb that. And by doing so, I'm always able to make the right business decision, right? Because if I'm succumb to the money, succumb to the paycheck, now I have to make business decisions based on, is that gonna pay me what I need to make? 
not is that what's going to be best for me, my career, and where I'm trying to go. And I think that's something else people need to take into consideration when they're making their own personal financial decisions. Back on you, yes, if you have no credit card debt, you have your six months reserves, you're maxing out 401k and IRA, you're putting money into some kind of an intermediary account, like a managed account or a BlackRock account or a Vanguard account, and you're going to splurge, right? Because we just crushed it with a big TLOP event, and John got a big fat bonus, yeah. probably knowing you and it's an appearance fee, <laughs> right? You got your appearance yeah. fees for the month. Put it on the credit card, get your points, and pay it off. There you go. Yeah, and then do that enough times, and you you and your wife can take a, a, a free trip to L.A. flying Comfort Plus on Delta. There you go. Speak it into existence. Speak it into existence. That's what I want. So, anyhow, I hope that helps those listeners who are trying to deal with the ebbs and the flows, the peaks and the valleys. They're normal, right? And these are the tips and tricks that I have learned that I practice that hopefully will work for you as long as you have the self-discipline that is required. And by the way, you have it. It's a matter if you want to flex it or not. We all have self-discipline. It's just a matter of do we want to exercise that discipline? Do we want to put it in play and then focus on getting better at it? Well said. Cool. Hey, y'all, his name is John Coleman. My name is Dustin Owen. You have just listened or watched the Loan Officer Podcast. Please go on Spotify. Go on Apple. Share us. Five stars. Give us a five-star review. If you're on YouTube, subscribe. Check out the website, theloanofficerpodcast.com, or if that's too many letters for you to type, T-L-O-P online, tloponline.com, and look for us coming to a city near you. Oh, that sounds so clever to say that. He's JC. I'm Dio. That's all the time we have for you today, but we'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.